Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. I am excited today because I've got a guest on the podcast. I think you guys are going to be really encouraged. We're going to be talking a little bit about media and the effects that it's having on kids and the culture today. So if you've got school-age children or you've got kids who are begging you to sit down and watch, you know, uh, 16 hours of uninterrupted television and that little voice inside of you saying, maybe you should be uh, paying attention to what they're watching, this is for you. Uh, Today on the podcast, I've got a guest. Her name is Linda Mabe. She is a wife and a home schooling mom of two kids. She's also a licensed family therapist counselor, and she has been for about 15 years. So I've been chit-chatting with Linda offline here, and I'm going to be just kind of asking her some questions and uh, gleaning some wisdom from her because one of the questions I get often on the podcast is, how much TV is too much TV? What about video games? Does it really matter? Does it really impact our children? And the answer is yes. And so I've invited Linda to come on the podcast with me and talk about that. And that is the goal for today. But before I do, I wanted to remind everybody, we've got some fearless events coming up. And I hope that you guys are registering. We are over half full now for Indianapolis. That happens October 14th and 15th at College Park Church. We'll be in Tampa, November 4th and 5th. And registration for those events is open right now. So if you haven't registered for those, we really want to encourage you to do that. Somebody asked me last week, what is the goal of the Fearless Conference. And the goal really is to equip you with the Word of God to engage the culture. Because I really believe that this generation of mothers is up against a lot. You guys are being asked to shepherd your children in a time when the culture has redefined marriage. We're actually trying desperately to redefine gender roles. We're teaching our children that their gender is fluid. And oftentimes, parents are coming up to me and they're saying, man, I just don't have any answers. Well, guess what? The Bible has answers for the questions that we are facing today. Just like Solomon said, there is really nothing new under the sun. And so when we go to Fearless, I want you guys to come with your Bible, with an open heart, bring a sharp, bring a Sharpie. I always say Sharpie. Don't bring a Sharpie with your Bible. It does bad things to your Bible. I gave a Sharpie to my uh, four-year-old one time and she took my Bible and ruined it. So don't bring your Sharpie, but definitely bring a highlighter, bring your Bible, bring your women's Bible study. Bring your neighbor, bring your sister, bring your mother, anyone who you think could really be encouraged by a message of fearlessness in the culture. God said in his word, be strong and courageous. And the reason that we can be strong and courageous is because we serve the living God. We serve the God who the Bible says um, opened the heavens and spread them like a canopy over the earth. He is incredible. And his fingerprints are all over creation. He's worthy to be praised. And we want to study him and learn how we can uh, best represent him in the culture, particularly when it comes to raising our kids. So I hope you guys will take note of that. October 14th and 15th will be in Indianapolis, and November 4th and 5th will be in Tampa. Also, for those of you who are planners, um, I will be doing Fearless in Houston, April 28th and 29th of 2017, and we have a new one on the calendar in Raleigh, North Carolina, this uh, coming February, so February 3rd and 4th. So if you're interested and you're in the Houston or Raleigh areas, we are planning a fearless event for your neck of the woods as well. All right, I want to get right to talking to Linda today because I don't want to spend any more time uh, chit-chatting. I normally would. You guys know I want to tell you some funny things that have been happening to me, but we'll do it another time. 
I really want to invite Linda to just come on and, and give us some encouragement. Several months ago, I did a post on Facebook, some of you might remember, and I was talking about a movie called Deadpool. One of my kids came to me and they said, hey, mom, there's a new superhero movie out. You know, do you care if we go and see it? Well, I'm thinking Marvel superheroes, you know, we've watched, uh, we've watched, oh, what's his name? Is it Iron Man? with our kids, with Robert Downey Jr. We love love us some Iron Man over here. And I'm thinking this is sort of the same thing. So I did a quick search on Google, like any good mother should do, and I discovered Deadpool is not for kids. Like, uh, Deadpool's probably really even not for grownups. Like, the more I read about this movie, the more disturbed I became. Uh, and I, you know, and I went to my kids and I said, hey, this movie actually isn't for kids. And I think a lot of parents don't really do their homework. So I want to talk to Linda today about social media, about media in general, and what the impact it is having on the culture. So, Linda, can you hear me? Yes, absolutely. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. Thanks for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. It's a blessing. So, Linda, real quick, I want you just to tell our audience a little bit about yourself um, and your children and kind of what, you, what you've what you been doing for a living and how long you've been homeschooling, those kinds of things. Yes. Um, so, I'm a, a wife first and married for 22 years and um, homeschooling mother of two. My daughter's 16. My son is 13. So, he's eighth grade. She's a junior. And um, as I told you before, we're you know we're one of those weird homeschoolers. Never thought I would homeschool until <laughs> the Lord let us to do that. And so now I'm one of those weird people. Um, welcome, also, welcome to um, the Weird People Club. Yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> um, for 15 plus years, I've been um, um, a licensed marriage and family therapist with a, a private Christian practice in our town. And um, and on top of that, I also get to lead worship at my at my local church. And so. Um, I juggle, you know, several things, but it's, but it's a good juggle, and I enjoy that. Music is therapy for me, and so that's my that's my outlet, being able to lead worship, and so that's kind of me in a in a nutshell. I love it. So you have been working in the area of family counseling for quite some time, and I am just curious to know um, what it, when you when we talk about media with parents. So let's let's. Let's talk about the little ones for just a little while, because I've raised, well, I haven't written the jury's out. I haven't raised seven children. I've raised three of seven. (laughs) I'm still very, very much in the process of raising uh, our children. But when they were younger, I don't feel like I was up against the same types of influences on media because we didn't have access to it like the kids do today. And so if my kids wanted to watch television, you know, we had to wait until three o'clock in the afternoon until Sesame Street came on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. And it's totally different. Are yes. you noticing that with parents today? Absolutely. And now our and we are as adults were bombarded as well, but our children are definitely bombarded with all sorts of you know screens, right? <laughs> you know, whether it be TV, internet, social media, music, video games, all these things. And um, you know, previous generations didn't have or didn't have access to like our kids have today, and 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 um, and yeah, so they're they're constantly bombarded um, at an earlier age. And so the generations that we see coming up now um, have never been without some type of screen. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so it's sort of a, it's just sort of a generation of kids who are used to iPhones and they're used to their Kindles and all those things. I noticed that my yeah. little uh, nephew, I was in Dallas visiting my sister Haley and her little guy is like two years old and that kid's better on an iPad than I am. <laughs> it was crazy. Exactly, exactly. 
I see that with a lot of parents is that, you know, our kids have access to these devices that most of most parents don't know how to act or how to work themselves. And so um, that creates a disconnect already in the very beginning with what the parents can and cannot supervise because if we can't work the device, you know, yet our children right. have them, then, you know, they're already they're already way beyond, you know, uh, it's, it's a lot more difficult, I guess, to supervise them, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm curious, from your perspective as a, um, a family therapist, what are the impacts that you're seeing of parents when they just sort of check out and let their kids watch whatever they want, whenever they want? I had a mom uh, email me a couple of weeks ago, and she was saying that she struggles to just get control of her house because her kids, either they want to play video games or they want to be on, you know, they want to be sitting watching a movie or they want to download something off of Netflix. And I got to thinking, you know what it is? And I, my heart actually goes out to this mom because I do it too. We check out because we're tired, right? I mean, we, we, you know, we're just like after about the third or fourth you know, request when your kid says, can I play Jackson the freeway? Mom goes, yeah, sure. Go ahead. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Well, because like you said, it's easier to say, go ahead and do it. You know, it's easier to kind of throw our hands up and go, yeah, go ahead. You know, um, it's harder to monitor and um, supervise and filter. And, you know, those are things that take a lot of effort and work. And like you said, we're juggling, and, and, and I'm not the only mom. All of us, are all, every mom that I know is juggling several things. And we feel guilty a lot of times that maybe we haven't spent the time or we haven't said yes. And so a lot of times it's easier just to kind of throw our hands up, you know. But the, the, when you ask that question, you know, what have I seen um, to be the effects of, of this? Um, I, I think of the scripture, Proverbs 4.23, when it says, Of all else, guard your heart. Mm-hmm. For everything you do flows from it. You know, anything that we let into our lives or allow into our children's lives has a direct impact. You know, what we see, what we hear, and um, those things don't go away. And so, you know, one thing I've seen, obviously, is is um, exposure to lots and lots of media. Um, and some of it's not, not bad media, but a lot of it has, again, a lot of sexual content, you know, aggression, violence, all these things. That exposure uh, over long periods of time, you know, can often change our children. You know, it changes their attitudes, it changes their behavior. Those things start coming out in them. Um, and, and what I've seen, too, in, in younger kids specifically is when they're exposed over a long period of time to a lot of these things, often we see fear and anxiety increase mm-hmm. in these children um, because they, they're they often, in some ways, traumatized by what they've seen, you know need yeah. for entertainment, a constant need to be entertained instead of playing outside, instead of, you know, sitting with a with a box of Legos, instead of drawing, you know, there's this constant um source of overstimulation that happens and so um so definitely lots and lots of of need for there to be limits on the amount of time that they have in front of TV and you know, with social media, with music games, all these things. And it's not just limits on the amount of time that they're in front of the television or in front of media. It's really being uh, mindful about what we are allowing our children to watch. So for example, I have a, yeah. our youngest child is five years old and she is the youngest of seven. So her, her oldest sister is almost 25 years old. So there's a huge age gap of siblings 
yeah. around our house. You know, our oldest daughter's married and has kids of her own. But when they're when the kids are around, you know, they might want to watch Lord of the Rings or they're going to want to watch something that she's really not ready to watch. And I think as the kids get older, as the siblings have gotten older, it's it's harder for me to say, oh, actually sweetheart, you're not, you know, you're not ready for that. And I guess I want to ask you for someone like me, I'll just, I'll just ask you for myself since I've got you here. <laughs> since you're my, <laughs> since you're my captive on the podcast today, does it matter um, that you're that, cause I know that dynamics and families change and kids get older. And by default, the younger kids are exposed to things that, that uh, let's say my 25 year old wouldn't have been exposed to because she didn't have older siblings who wanted to watch those movies around her. Does it matter? Do you right. notice that the kids are desensitized? Do you notice? Cause I heard you say that they're sometimes they're traumatized by things that basically cognitively they're not ready to watch or hear. Right, exactly. And I think, you know, God has placed us in a position as parents to be an authority over our children, and we teach them healthy boundaries. And that means, you know, if if we know age-appropriate and they're not, you know, at a younger age, obviously, they're not able to process and think through um, a lot of things that as adults or as older, uh, you know, teens, are, um, it's up to us to set limits for them because they don't always know what's best. They think they do sometimes. Right. You know, <laughs> Mom, I really, really, really want to watch this. But then, um, again, the um, the level of effect that it has on them, on their hearts, you know, again, um, is huge, is huge or could be huge depending on the child, you know. Um, but, yeah, absolutely. I think, I think uh, depending on the age, depending on where they are, you know, it's hard to say no. It's hard to say no, you're not ready for that. Um, because we, as, as moms, we want our children to be happy. You know, the problem is it's not always best for them for us to say yes. So really what you're saying is moms need to be the mom. We need to be able to say no and, you know, and some, sometimes that means disappointing our kids. Sometimes that means, you know what, I know all of your friends have gone to see that movie, but you're not going. Yeah. Well, and that's that's what I've, you know, been in the play with my own children. You know, my son's definitely, you know, into Marvel and all those things, which is wonderful. But like you said, Deadpool comes up and I'm like, no, you know, because I had to, I had to do some research on it, look up some, you know, some articles on it and the amount of sexual content and violence and language and all that stuff was just way, you know, beyond anything that we had ever witnessed in a Marvel movie before. You know, we love Marvel, you know, but... But again, having to say no was difficult, you know, because I knew it was going to be disappointing. But, but you know, I think of, again, the scripture, I think it's Hebrews 12, it says the Lord disciplines those he loves. You know, he says no sometimes because he knows what's best for me um, as an adult, you know. And so, as like you said, moms have to be moms. We have to be, um, moms and dads have to be, you know, able to set those limits. And, and that means sometimes disappointing our children. That's right. And sometimes I think what I'm noticing in this generation of kids who have been exposed to so many different kinds of media at such a young age is it seems like they're desensitized. Like we're desensitized yeah. to violence. They're desensitized to sexual content. And that really is the responsibility of the parent, again, to protect your children. We we talk about, um, you know, we, we care more about sheltering tomato plants in this culture than we do about sheltering the minds and hearts of our children. But the Bible <laughs> says that responsibility is is ours. Absolutely. When you when you use the word earlier, desensitized, yeah, absolutely. Um, if exposed to really unhealthy things over a long period of time, all of us become desensitized. And our children specifically because again they their brains they're not in a place of being able to process 
and this in the same way, you know, this kind of content in the same way that an adult can, you know. Um, but yeah, absolutely, over time, it doesn't bother us the way that it should, you know, over the, uh, being exposed to things and unhealthy things, ungodly things over a long period of time. So Linda, before we go today, I'm wondering, can you give the moms who are listening some practical ideas? So the mom who's maybe battling with a child who is throwing a fit because she wants to watch the third hour of television or because she's asked to watch something that you have told her is inappropriate. What are some strategies for moms to deal with uh, these kinds of behavioral issues in their kids? Well, you know, we, again, we all don't like to hear no, <laughs> right. um, but as parents, that's where we are. We have to say no, and we are the, you know, that we are to show our children what healthy boundaries are. And so, um, you know, I say for every mom, you just start somewhere. You know, you set a limit um, in one area. You know, it may not be all areas right now, especially if you feel like things have kind of gotten out of control in lots of different areas in one area. Um, and you set a limit that you yourself can follow through with. You know, as parents, and I've been guilty of this myself as a mom, as I is I set a limit and there's no way I can follow through with it. There's right. no way I can be consistent <laughs> with it. You Every know, mom it, who's it, ever it done that right now is going, thank you for saying that. <laughs> yeah, thank you for saying that. You know, um, I always have to say what you mean and mean what you say, even if it's something small. You just start somewhere and you be consistent with that one thing. You know, even if you know, again, they're they're spending too much time, um, you know, in front of a screen, you know, limit that one thing, you know. um, And and like you said, our our kids are not going to be happy with us saying no. They are going to be disappointed. But but then, you know, give them some other options, you know, and think about, again, what really they connect with, whether it's, you know, something creative, artistic, you know, my kids love hands-on things, my daughter specifically, she loves cooking, she loves doing things that are more hands-on, you know, and think of things that really connect with them, you know, board games, I know that those are kind of, you know, uh, not used as much now, but I tell you what, when, when I'm, as a counselor, when I'm spending time with a child, a lot of times I'll have Monopoly or something in front of us that allows us to have, still have a conversation, still kind of play a game, something that connects with them, but um, but it's not in front of a screen. You know, um, again, that requires some planning on our part as parents. It requires us setting some time aside. Um, but these are things we can do. We make time for a lot of different things. Um, and so sometimes just getting creative, thinking about what connects with your child makes a big, huge difference. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And really, the bottom line is there's not an easy button in mothering. You know, we want there to be be, really nice. If you find it, you let me know. Okay, yeah, I will. (laughs) If I find it, I'm gonna let you know, and I'm gonna sell it because I'm gonna make some money. (laughs) That would be amazing. You know, and 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 I say this: we've all, as parents, um, moms specifically, we deal with guilt all the time. You know, shoulda, woulda, coulda. You know, and. I'm just thankful for God's grace. I'm thankful that there are do-overs. I'm thankful that we can try something different. I'm thankful that we can um, just, again, take responsibility for whatever we haven't or have done, you know, and move forward. You know, again, we are the ones who teach our children, hopefully, how to make healthy decisions so that one day, make them for themselves. That's the goal. That is the goal. Remembering the goal. Yeah, right. Launch their arrow. You know, we're we're not planting the arrow in the yard. We're going to launch it. So, so important. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, just remembering. And I think, too, for the women who are listening to this and you just kind of feel like, oh, man, I blew it. Can we just encourage you today? Just pick up where you are right now today. And don't let the enemy come in and, you know, with that voice of condemnation and just say, well, you blew it. You know, you let your kid watch this or you let your kid watch that. You can make changes, positive changes right now today by getting involved in the life of your kid, by um, making sure that you know what they're going to watch before your children go to see a movie. Look it up online. Go to Rotten Tomatoes. Go find some uh, some media that you know you can trust and then begin to yes. look for those uh, reviews and that kind of thing. That That's the only reason I knew about Deadpool or I'd have been sending my kids to what would have been a horrible thing for them to see. And so parents need to do their homework. And that's, that's really the bottom line. Also, real quickly, um, I have found a, a new sort of avenue for me as you know, Linda and I were talking about this Linda works and I work also I work from home as a writer and sometimes my kids come to me it's a it's a Saturday and I'm doing you know, I'm working and they want to watch television. I have actually gotten to the point where I don't like to just even let them sit in front of uh, in front of the television if I don't know exactly mm. what's going to be on it because I just don't trust. I, I mean, certainly Amazon, Netflix, all these places where parents go for movies. I was scrolling through there the other day and I realized that even on what was supposed to be my kid's account on Netflix, they were getting previews to things that I don't want them seeing at all. And I don't even want to watch them myself. And so I started yeah. searching. We have a Roku at our house. We don't use cable television anymore. So I started searching for family-friendly channels, and I came across the Dove channel. And I've heard of it, but I hadn't really – I didn't know a whole lot about it. So I got online, and I looked it up. And it turns out Dove is, is awesome. I don't know, Linda, if, you've, uh, if you know much about what Dove is doing. But I think it's really cool for parents like me who there are you know moments in time in which you're just like, okay, I need a break today. And I, I don't – you know, I'm going to pop my kids some popcorn for two and a half hours and go to my room and you know decompress or get <laughs> some work done or you know try to have a thought that's just my own. And the Dove channel was really developed in response to moms like us who want to make informed choices when we select our kids' entertainment. So they are having basically what is a new streaming technology that has made it possible to locate films that don't um, offend uh, our children, be good for our children to watch, and put them in one place. And so I'm thinking, this is awesome. So I started, you know, I looked at the preview of the channel and ended up buying it. And then I found out later that Dev was doing a special for uh, for homeschooling families in particular. But basically, any family who's listening to this podcast right now, you can actually get the Dev channel right now for twenty four ninety nine for the whole year. That's an entire year's worth wow. of a subscription to the Dove channel. So for those of you who are listening and you want to find um, family-friendly entertainment for your kids, something that you know you can sit down and uh, put them in front of and they can watch for a little while and you don't have to worry about it, Dove channel is an awesome option for you. And you can get the twenty four ninety nine special by using a code Heidi St. John. So for those of you who don't know how to spell my name, this is important, all right, because it won't work unless you spell it right. H-E-I-D-I-S-T- J-O-H-N. So go to thedovechannel.com. When you click on subscribing, when you go to log out, you'll notice it'll take quite a bit off of your total. It'll give you uh, it'll give you the total of $24.99 if you put in the code Heidi St. John. So check out the Dove channel today. I think you guys are going to be excited about uh, what it's offering families. And I know I have been. We've been watching it now over here for several months, and I've been really encouraged and impressed by what I've seen there. So Linda, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to encourage these moms. 
Absolutely. Thank you for having me. We appreciate you being here, and I'm sure we'll have you back again sometime. In the meantime, everybody, go ahead and check out the Dev Channel. Use the code Heidi St. John, and you can get an entire year subscription to Dev Channel for just $24.99. We'll see you back here next time at the Busy Mom Podcast. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.